There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back into another edition of College Golf Talk. Steve Burkowski, Brentley Romine with you on a Wednesday evening, just hours removed from the men's selection show we had on Golf Channel. This is it, Brentley. As I said eight months ago, everyone in the country jumped aboard to try to win a national championship. Now 81 men's teams know exactly where they're headed. Yeah, what, what did Lab say earlier today on this on the selection show? This is the most fun time of the year we've had. Coaches say it's the most stressful time of the year. Actually, Lab said it was the least fun. We've had coaches say it's the most fun. I tend to call it the busiest time of the year, and I know you can agree with me on that one, but it is some late nights and a lot of golf, a lot of numbers, but it's worth it. It's worth every second. Yeah, a lot of stress for those involved. Uh, I wouldn't call it enjoyment for us, but certainly uh... – Nose to the grindstone of what's going on everywhere. The ladies get going on Monday, the men, the Monday after that. And as always, College Golf Talk brought to you by our good friends at Velocity Global as they seamlessly connect employers and talent, anyone, anywhere, anytime, anyhow, as its global work platform is built on cloud-based technology, compliance expertise, and unmatched scale in 185 countries in all 50 United States. The world of work, it's forever changed. Talent can live anywhere, work for anyone, and get the job done. And more than 1,000 businesses engage top talent in another state or country without the need to set up a foreign entity or registration. And they rely on Velocity Global to make it simple and compliant. Velocity Global, accelerating the future of work. If you'd like to learn more, visit velocityglobal.com slash golf men's regionals are out let's waste no time i'm going purely in the order that they were released by the ncaa so we can just scroll up we're going to start a pga national palm beach garden florida home of the honda classic vanderbilt number one seed florida notre dame florida state purdue new mexico south florida little rock college of charleston indiana san diego davidson loyola maryland Charleston Southern. If you're new to this, you'll learn quickly. Bottom line, top five teams from each regional site move on. I'm intrigued by the three Florida teams that get to stay in state. I think Notre Dame, I'm bullish on them as a three seed. Then I start saying, oh gosh, is it Purdue? Is it New Mexico? And I love South Florida as a seven seed. Yeah, this is a tough little regional. I mean, Vanderbilt, we know how great they've been this spring, winners of five or six. Notre Dame comes down and plays a lot of spring break golf in South Florida and really in the entire state of Florida. Purdue's a team that I think could be sneaky. I mean, we may look at them and say, oh, five seed. Uh, they're from the Midwest. Draw a line through them. They're done. But they, they play and practice on the camping course which demands that you drive the golf ball in the fairway. And I think that could serve them well 
at PGA National. And then we talked about this on the show too, Little Rock at eight and San Diego at 11. These were two teams that got through last year, finishing fifth in the respective regionals as high seeds pulled off the upset. So it's not just speculation. They've actually proven that they could knock off some of these blue bloods. Yeah, it's always intriguing, whether it's the weather, the left uh, to right, right to left on the coast in terms of, you know, time change, the grasses. We, it seems so basic, yet it plays a role. <laughs> we just don't know specifically how it will, you know, ultimately challenge everyone. Um, we'll make our full bore men's selections next week, but those are, I or think, if there's just anyone our... scared of bears, Perko. I mean, I mean, you never know. One of these teams could have a, a player that's deathly afraid of bears, so they get to the 15th well, yeah. hole and they could be done. Can you imagine the calamities that are going to happen on that back nine, that finishing stretch, with a spot for Greyhawk up for grabs? It's it it will happen. Someone will rinse it. What if it's blowing twenty? I mean, oh, I hope it does. I hope it does. But anyway, <laughs> sorry to interrupt. I, that was just a thought that passed in my head. I mean, that that bear statue. If if you hadn't seen it before, you you may think it's real. Yeah, 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 it might j- jump out of your shoes a little bit. So we will see how that one shakes down. Ohio State, Columbus, Scarlet Course, Oklahoma State. It's their second home. They're the top seed there. Other teams heading to the Buckeye State, Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Clemson, East Tennessee State, Ohio State, Duke, Northwestern, Florida Gulf Coast, San Francisco, Kentucky, Wright State, Southern Illinois. I've gone back and forth. I think this could be the most challenging. We know Oklahoma State has a wonderful track record there over decades of success. But when you have Ohio State, the home team is a six seed. Northwestern is an eight, staying in Big Ten country. The turnaround in the last two or three years at Florida Gulf Coast, I think those three, four, five seeds could be in trouble. I tend to agree with you. Yeah, Oklahoma State, we, we called it what, Stillwater East. You know, it's the it's they they got the right acronym to be playing well on the scarlet course the other osu what three national titles at at the scarlet course in that history and then five for five getting through regionals including most recently in 2018 and i'm with you i i've been bullish all spring on georgia tech i mean we have it on record on multiple podcasts but i'm i'm with you i'm concerned about arkansas they have not played well this spring great fall uh clemson I'm not sold on them. East Tennessee, East Tennessee State, I, I do think will advance. Jake Omos has done an incredible job. But I'm not going to go ahead and say Ohio State gets a free pass here. I just ha- I have a feeling they did not play great at Big Tens. And th- th- listen, they're going to need someone else besides Maxwell Moldovan to step up because uh, it, just because they're the host, I, I don't think it's necessarily, uh, you know, I don't think we can necessarily go ahead and, and pen them in as one of the five to advance. Agreed. But as a six seed, when you are at home, I've said it for two plus yeah, decades. Yeah, you should. Yes, you I've should. always looked at it as a home course advantage is a shot a day per counting score. I said it last week with one of the women's regional sites. I'll say it here. Ohio State is 12 shots to the good. I'm never going to waver from it. And we'll see if that's enough, as you said you got to get other guys uh, than Maxwell to, to play golf, but um, intriguing mix going to Columbus in middle of May. 
could be 80 in thunderstorms, could be 55. You know, it's outdoor sport, uh, as we full, uh, fully know. Oklahoma hosting because Alabama's course, uh, what was it, Old Colony, uh, not up to spec, if you will. So the Sooners jumping in, they're the number one seed. Uh, also heading to the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club, Texas, Auburn, South Carolina, Old Miss, Louisville, Missouri, San Diego State, Utah, Kent State, Kansas State, UT Martin, and Ryder. Can't grasp where I stand on this. Oklahoma and Texas, two of the six or eight best teams in the country, and a lot of SEC flavor. I know you and I both love San Diego State at eight. Um, I'm just intrigued. Auburn, South Carolina, and Old Miss, they've had moments where I think they played like legitimate top 15 teams. And there are other moments where I'm like, they're not as good as I thought they might be. So uh, tough for me to really thumb down where this one is past Oklahoma and, and uh, the Longhorns. I, I think the instant reaction is, gosh, I mean, you have the number one overall seed in Oklahoma. And then you have easily the best two seed out of the six regionals in Texas. And so initially I'm like, man, the, the Longhorns kind of have a tough draw, but then you look at the teams right behind them and there's some serious question marks in all of those teams from three to seven. And just to talk a little bit more about San Diego state, because you mentioned it earlier, this is a team that has a lot of momentum right now. And you talked to Ryan Donovan, uh, out at Pasa Tiempo. I talked to him that week as well. And, he, you know, he mentioned the two tournaments before they had finished 14th, I think it was, at Arizona's event, the NIT in Tucson. They're well under 500. They need to finish strong. And he pulls his guys together and say, hey, like, show me what you're made of. This is do or die. We either save our seasons or we're not going to regionals. And they go out, they win the next event, the Wyoming Cowboy Classic. Great week at Pasa Tiempo, finished fourth at the Western Inter Intercollegiate, and then they go out and win the Mountain West like they're supposed to do. So that's, uh, I mean, when when the players have to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and and get it done in crunch time, and then they go to regionals, I mean, I, I just think that's, you know, th these were some valuable tournaments and some valuable experience for this team. Uh, I agree. And I think if Puit Anupan Subsai can get back to how he played a year ago, watch out. Uh, we're both on the Aztecs. We're not going to be surprised to see them move on. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Uh, California, Stockton, hosted by Pacific, Arizona State, number one seed. Then Washington, Stanford, LSU, Oregon, Nevada, Liberty, BYU, UAB, Houston, UC Davis, Denver, Abilene Christian, and Weber State. Uh, Washington's playing as well as anyone. Arizona State, you have to feel, even though there's question marks, if you will, they're still too darn good. Uh, 
a quick knee-jerk reaction, LSU gets shipped out west again, and they haven't had a ton of success out there in the past. Not at all. I mean, it's 2018. They were the number one seed at this very course in this very city, and they go out and they become one of just four teams all time since 2009 when the sixth regional format was debuted to not make it to the NCAA championship as a number one seed. So some bad memories at this place for the Tigers. And then the next year, they barely make it through. They got sent to Stanford in 2019, and they barely made it through. So three out of the last four years now, of course, we didn't have regionals in 2020, but three out of the last four years, LSU has been shipped to California. I think this athletic department needs to buy some real estate out there because the women's team is headed up next week to Stanford as well. So, I mean, maybe a satellite campus or, or, or something, but like I said, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you, you just have to go play good golf. I think good golf kind of translates anywhere. And yes, it's uncomfortable, but if LSU is truly deserving of being at Greyhawk, they're, they're going to get through. And I mean, they're going to have to play in uncomfortable territory if they make it to Greyhawk anyway. So I think they can do it. I think Garrett Barber has had a resurgent year after a down year or down season a year ago. And freshman Cohen Trollio has, has really come on. He's got, I think, three top tens this spring. It was just T3 at the SEC championship. So don't count out LSU. But, man, I think Chuck Winstead's got to be, uh, you know, might have a bone to pick with the NCAA committee after this one. Well, that's where you get those frequent flyer miles. You chase the MQMs if you're a Delta guy. Anyone that is loyal to Delta fully understands that a trip out West is uh, not the worst thing uh, in the world. I've heard Chuck is a big hotel points guy. I heard that he's a big hotel guy. He spends all his time in the hotel room, reading newspaper and uh, drinking coffee. I, I, I heard from a good source that he's a big hotel guy. So. I respect it. it. I respect it. Uh, Brian, Texas, hosted by Texas A&M, defending national champs. Pepperdine heading there. The Aggies host school, number two seed. Then Georgia, Tennessee, Kansas, Arizona State, Michigan State, SMU, Boise State, Oregon State, Colorado State, Southeastern Louisiana, and Texas Southern. Similar vibe. Pepperdine, you have to feel solid about. A&M at home, shocked if they don't. But then it's three through seven of Georgia, Tennessee. Kansas intrigues me. Arizona, not sure what you're getting from them. I love SMU as an eight seed playing in their home state. That's that's surprising because I, I will say SMU looked great at the American Athletic Conference Championship, but they've had some rough patches. And so hopefully – uh, Chris Parra's squad can kind of catch fire at the right time. I thought Michigan State looked pretty good at the Big Ten Championship. James Pyatt played very well. They, they have a really solid uh, team there. But I, I'm just not – I think I said this on the selection show, four through six with Tennessee, Kansas, and Arizona. I mentioned Kansas has played the 81st toughest schedule according to the Golf League Sagarins. That's the worst in the top 30 by far. Tennessee has been kind of up and down. Hunter Walcott still hasn't figured it out. And then Arizona was just 11th, I think it was, at the Pac-12. So a lot of question marks. Colorado State kind of intrigues me. They were, if you look rankings-wise, they were the last team in. So maybe there's a little motivation. We saw San Diego as the last team in a year ago make it through. 
And after a 2-2 finish at the Mountain West, I, I think Christian Newton's squad may have something to say uh, in, in terms of how this regional shakes out. Then Yale, New Haven, they're back into the fray. I said this on Golf Central after the selection show. It is my most intriguing regional site when I look at it. Number one, North Carolina, then Texas Tech, Wake Forest, Illinois, NC State, Charlotte, North Florida, Georgia Southern, Mississippi State, Virginia, UCF, one of the last at-large teams in, Seton Hall, Yale, and Sacred Heart. I said it was intriguing because, no disrespect, there are no great schools collegiate golf-wise in the Northeast. just isn't the case. So there's no home course advantage. Yes, Yale's in it, but they're a 13 seed. And for the most part, there's not somebody hopping in a van, driving an hour up there every month to play it. So for a lot, it is an unknown commodity. We were talking about LSU, and I forgot to say this on Golf Central. I was tapped out. Brain sort of went haywire. <laughs> it happens. L- LSU in 2015, they were done. Nine holes to go. They were like 12 shots off the number, and they got the fifth and final spot, and then they won the national championship a couple weeks later. Strange things happen at that golf course. The ninth green, if I'm not mistaken, the par three ninth. Be a rips. Yeah. Amazing. Seen it in person. Didn't play it. Um, I don't know. You, you touched on it, and I think rightfully so, in Texas Tech and Wake Forest, legit teams, but I think question marks on the back end of their lineups, respective, uh, respectively, that a bad time to have those questions. Yeah, and, and who would have thought we'd be talking about Mark Power and Sandy Scott a year ago right now being at the back end of the lineup, but that's exactly what happened. I know you agree with me in that it's great to see Sandy Scott back, but I think he's only broken the top 50 once in the four starts since he's returned after a year and a half off because of the the wrist injury. So uh, he's just, to me, it doesn't look at least results wise that he's back to a hundred percent and that's kind of concerning. So I'd be interested to see if he even ends up being in the lineup. I mean, this is a great program. I'm sure they have some great players on the bench and then Mark power just one round in his last 18 in the sixties. He looked better. I mean, he's, he's, he's had a string of top 25s, kind of been in that 20 finishing range. So there is hope for him. Gosh, I think Illinois, I mean, it's death taxes in Illinois winning the Big Ten. I mean, they're, they're kind of peaking at the right time, as Mike Small's teams normally, normally do. I know you're bullish on North Carolina. I don't see any reason why they don't make it through. But, um, again, anything can happen. There's some good teams kind of at the bottom. And I just kind of wonder, like, yeah, no one's played Yale Golf Club. And Yale at the 13 seed probably – too far back in the rankings for it to really matter um, in terms of your, you know, extra shot a hole, but this is a quirky golf course. And I mean, quirky in terms of, you know, just old school, a lot of template holes. Um, If if you understand kind of that golden age architecture, you could do pretty well. So there's going to be a few players, I think, on some of these teams that maybe read, you know, golf course Atlas or kind of nerd out, on the architecture side of things that may, may end up playing pretty well. Yeah. It, it's going to be 
intriguing to see what the Bulldogs can do. They're in. So, too, is Seton Hall. They won the Big East Conference. They're going as a team. But it's the story of Caleb Manuel, who is in as an individual for UConn because uh, arguably one of the greatest gestures of sportsmanship you'll ever see by a young man from the Pirates uh, heading into a playoff individually. Yeah, I think the only person who probably doesn't appreciate this act of sportsmanship is that first at-large individual left at home. But uh, anyway, it's a great story, and actually kudos to uh, Jim McCabe uh, for his website, powerfades.com. He kind of uncovered the story in terms of talking to both uh, Caleb Manuel at UConn and Gregor Tate, the individual at, at Seton Hall. So to kind of break it down for everyone, Gregor Tate closes strong, um, closes in 65, ends up finishing at 11 under along with Caleb Manuel. And Seton Hall wins the team. So Gregor Tate is advancing to regionals no matter what. And all of a sudden, they got a playoff now. And so, so Gregor asks the official, um, is this a playoff for the conference trophy or is it a playoff for the automatic regional bid? And the official informs him that it is the latter. You know, you guys are co-champions. So he says, I want to concede. And the official goes, well, you know, you, you can't concede before the playoff. You're going to have to play the playoff. So Gregor says, all right, Caleb, just hit one off the first tee. And so Caleb apparently just kind of just knocks it off the tee. And then Gregor shakes his hand and says, I concede. And they're both heading on. So very cool story. Um, you know, you don't see that too often. But but kudos to, to, to Gregor for being aware of the situation and you know, helping a, a player out to get the experience regionals. Yeah, I know uh, phenomenal story. Uh, we didn't get to touch on it as deeply as we would have liked in the selection show, but uh, went to school at the University of Florida with a buddy of mine, Jeff Kamaya. Wait, did you? I, th- I thought you went to Florida State. <laughs> is, is, the, is the internet signal going down here? No. He no. texted me saying he saw the show and said, he had watched Caleb Manuel play in the state championship for four years, said he's got something special about him. A few years ago in the main junior, he beat one of Jeff's kids after uh, Jeff's uh, buddy hit it 15 feet for eagle on the last hole. Uh, Caleb goes up and then makes, uh, makes a double eagle, albatross, whatever you want to call it. He's also taken down Cole Anderson at Florida State during Cole's senior year when he tried to become the first to win four state individual championships. So a little more color that not only Caleb uh, was the recipient of a fine gesture, but it's the reason why Gregor did it. He said, I have the ultimate respect for this kid. I've seen just how good he is. Um, so I'm going to give Jeff Kamire a shoot, uh, shout out on the podcast for telling go. me that, that Caleb is legit. Um, that's a quick overview of what's going on with the men. They've got, what is it, 11 days till they get going. So we'll pick our selections. Bottom line, it's all about the top five. That's the only thing that matters, um, as I say, other than a specific tee time. And now the pressure's on uh, in terms of our women's regional selection. So we promised right. we would make them. 
Um, I'm, I'm typing them down lie. too. So, I, so we're, we're going to have this this recorded. So yes, my my, my schedule my schedule has been more about doctor's appointments than watching regional. Yeah, why don't uh, you share this for the podcast listeners? They, I think they deserve to know just how uh, athletic you are. Yeah. So what was it? Last week we also recorded on Wednesday. So the end of soccer season, the final practice is a scrimmage between parents versus kids. On Tuesday with Luke, my eight-year-old, we all laughed saying, don't get hurt. We're too old to do this. We all had fun. No one got hurt. Thursday night, same scenario with my six-year-old, Chase, parents versus kids. Don't get hurt. We're too old for this. 15 minutes in, I make a move. I hear a pop. And I said, boy, that is good. That's going to be a problem. And like you hear in every show, every movie, it was like a gun went off. You felt like you got shot. And I tore up my right calf, a couple of tendons, the plantaris tendon that I'm finding is very meaningless, but it exists. And (laughs) I tore that, which causes strains and sprains and all that good stuff um, in your calf muscle. So by the time the scrimmage was over, I promptly walked off the field and laid down and could barely get to the car. And then I get home, my wife's like, you might have torn your Achilles. That's actually how you tear your Achilles. You feel it in your calf. So luckily there's somebody my wife knows who's one of the world's best in Winter Park. Friday morning, good news, no Achilles tear, bad news. Uh, In a boot, laser treatment, compression socks, all that good stuff. So, So you played through the injury. I tried for about five or 10 minutes and then I realized this. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fabricate shortly after the pop went off in my calf. I walked over to the sideline and said, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're hoping for a speedy recovery because you, you know, you got a busy stretch coming up. I do. I, um, I thank everyone in Connecticut for filling in for me this week as I was going to make a trip up there, but uh, I've got great people around me to uh, help out. So elevated leg, a lot of uh, treatment and all that, something that I'm sure no one wanted to know, but uh, it hurts and getting old sucks, plain and simple. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you that. Uh, Let's go to more important topics. All right. I'm just going into order. So picks time, women's regionals. What are we, what are we betting? Down? What's what, what's the ooh, what's the wager? <laughs> I think it ought to be like a a, a nice dinner. Yeah, I was gonna say a proper meal was exactly what I was gonna say. A proper Perfect. meal at some point, some juncture. Uh, I am on board with that. Um, Albuquerque. So we're looking at four teams. No particular order. You get your four teams. Uh, to move on, uh, I'm scrolling through it. I will go Oregon. I will go Florida. I will go Texas. Ooh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, it's, it's too easy to pick the chalk. We know the chalk's not going to go through here. It just doesn't happen every week. Uh And we'll go back and forth so it's fair in terms Perfect. of not I was going to suggest that. Yeah, yes. Uh, TCU. How about that? I like it. Six, I'll go. Six, six seed, TCU. 
I'll go Oregon, Florida, Texas, and North Texas. The mean green. Mm. I like it. I like it. Nothing on Arizona. I think they lost too much with the host they sisters. Could, they could surprise, they could, but oh, they could. Laura, yeah, I just and I'm not sure Georgia. So I don't need to explain it all. That's those are just <laughs> my thoughts. Ann Arbor. All right, I'll I'll go first. Yeah, your turn, sir. I'll go San Jose State, one seed. I'll go. Hmm. This is a little tougher than I thought, but I'll go Virginia. I'll go Michigan. And then I feel like I got to go with my alma mater, UCF. So I'll go. I'll go the Knights. Got it. San Jose State, Virginia, Michigan. Take those top three. I just can't pull the trigger on Arkansas as a four seed. They lost Brooke Matthews, obviously, LPGA Tour, and it's not the same team, plain and simple. I'm going to go Virginia Tech. Emily Mayer. Mm-hmm. Just spicing it up a little bit. Good team. Yeah, they are. Uh, Franklin, Tennessee. Vanderbilt playing host. Wake Forest, I will take. Alabama, I will take. <laughs> You're right. It's not as easy as you would think. <laughs> um, I'm going to take Texas A&M, and I'm going to take Vanderbilt. I'm leaving Duke out. I'm going to go Wake Forest. I'm going to go, for now, Duke. I, I, I may come back to the two or three seed, um, but I just I just think the experience and Dan Brooks got, you know, a nice one-two punch and Erica Shepard and Phoebe Brinker. Um, I'm going to go Vanderbilt. And then I will pick, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball. And I'm going to go Kent State. So I'm going to leave out the two and three seats. Shocker. Whoa, whoa. I like it. I like it. Let's change it up. Now, it's hey, to not put Duke in there is kind of nuts for me. It was good to see Phoebe Brinker and Erica Shepard play well at conferences. But I've also seen tournaments and weeks where I'm like, oh, boy. This, <laughs> yeah. this is not the Duke we're used to. And like Arkansas, losing Brooke Matthews, Duke lost Gina Kim. So I'm sure they'll probably end up winning the regional site just because that's what happens. Uh, Stanford regional Stanford in Southern Cal in. Wait, it, it was my turn to go first. Oh, it was, well, I picked your first two. How about that? Well, I, I was going to pick them anyway. So Stanford, <laughs> USC, <laughs> LSU, and then my fourth team is going to be Iowa state. I think it'd be a good story. I will take the top three, Stanford, USC, LSU, and Kentucky. We hate the four seats. Yeah, and it's no disrespect. It's just I can't go right down the line and pick them. 
And as soon as I say that, I probably will on this one. Uh, so this is me in Stillwater, correct? Yes. Uh, and looking at it, I will pick the top four. Oklahoma State, Arizona State, Baylor, Auburn. I like that. And I'm going to go Oklahoma State, Arizona State, Auburn, and Michigan State. All right, overlooking the Baylor Bears. Do it at your own peril. And what's the last regional? Tallahassee? Tallahassee, it is your choice, I believe, right? Your choice. My, my honors. And ooh, this is this is tough. Um, yes. I'm gonna go South Carolina. Oof. There's some good teams down here, especially at the bottom. Mississippi State, Miami. And it kind of killed me the last regional to not pick our two-lane green wave, but um, as the 11th Stu- seed and still water. But Stu Burke will get you. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, anyways, back to tally: South Carolina, UCLA, FSU, and I- I'm. Man, I, I'm gonna do it. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say Mississippi State overall miss. I will also go South Carolina, UCLA, Florida State. I will also pass on the defending national champs, the Bold Miss, and I will take the Hurricanes of Miami. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep the meal under $20. You know, I got two kids. Can't go spending my money everywhere. <laughs> Agreed. It's fine. Agreed. It's fine. We'll see how good we are, how bad we are, how indifferent we are. Um, and that's sort of it in a nutshell. Men's regional selections are out. Next time we reconvene, we'll know the 24 women's teams. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. We have a minute or two left. I know you did a little digging on Live Golf, the Saudi League, top amateurs being involved. Real basic question. What impact might this have um, on the top men's college golfers and the decisions they have to make going forward? Yeah, well, first off, I I think I already have Live Golf fatigue. I'm just kind of tired of hearing about it, to be honest, but it seems like every day there's something new and it changes all the time. So quite frankly, I don't really know what to think about all this, but I do know that that report came out today in the telegraph that said that the Saudi backed league had extended invites to the top six amateurs in the world amateur golf ranking. Didn't say at what point, you know, what top six at what point when the invites were sent out, but just said that these amateurs would have the opportunity to, compete for 
you know, I think it was, I think the number was like $820,000 that they finished last wow. in the first seven events. And then you could obviously win more depending on how much you win. I think it's 4 million to the winner in each event. But then I'm thinking, so a message to players, I get some confirmation. Yeah, they have been contacted. There was actually a player in the top six who hadn't been contacted. And I, I can't say who, you know, who was, who wasn't, but some were, at least one wasn't. Uh, but then I, I, I get to thinking they, and, and there was a quote in this tele, telegraph report that says it basically in, in order to accept the prize money, these players are going to have to turn pro. And we know that the stipulation in NIL and, um, and the Amber status rules, NCAA eligibility, all that stuff, you can't, you can't accept prize money. That's one of the stipulations that even with the rule changes, you cannot do that. And so I just don't know how, how this is all going to work. So part of me thinks this is just kind of a shot in the dark for live golf to try to, all right, we can't get the top pros. Let's get the top amateurs. Probably someone brought it up in a meeting or something. And they're like, great idea. But, you know, I am interested to see what's going to happen, but I, I just don't, I don't really think it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a tempting move, uh, you know, tempting uh, move for some of these young kids. I mean, you throw that much money at them. I don't care where it's coming from. Like you're, it's going to make you think twice about it. But to me, I, I just, I don't see this being, being feasible, you know, for live golf, because again, you can't accept prize money if you're an amateur. So you're going to have to turn pro. So maybe they get the guys when they come out, but it is worth noting too, Burko, that only one of the guys in the top six is even turning pro or maybe two of the guys in the top six, or at least only one of the guys who plays college golf in the top six is turning pro this summer. So I don't know what they're thinking, but that's, that's all I know. So sorry for rambling, but that's kind of what I know. No, I know you did some digging. So I wanted to respect the, uh, the job you did there. And it's funny as I'm just, sort of scrolling through those top five or top six and you can do your own homework and figure it out. And, and we bring it up because it is news and there has been the talk that, yeah, it could trickle down to have some impact on amateur and college golf. And I like you hope that it's sort of, uh, you know, throw things in the wall, see what sticks. Hopefully uh, the game we love so much in college golf will not be impacted and we can focus more important things like regionals and the <laughs> NCAA championship. Thing. Before I let you go, uh, how's uh, baby countdown coming? Are we, you know, a couple of weeks. Are we ready? What's what's yeah, the we, latest? We we just finished the nursery. We okay. just got we finally got plantation shutters installed throughout the house. So that was a big uh, a big thing on my wish list. That then they came three three weeks early. So I was happy about that. And now it's just uh, you know working on a little. I don't, know, I don't know if I've talked about it in the podcast, but a little oral history on what you say is the best NCAA championship of all time, 2012. So putting the finishing touches on that. And then I can just put my feet up, sit back, and uh, and just wait for wait for the baby girl to get here. And then uh, I I think I owe it to everyone. I'm, I'm going to continue the podcast through the end of the season. We may have to take a couple of, uh, of breaks for, uh, you know, feedings or diaper changes and things like that but we're gonna we're gonna stick it out and i'm gonna watch the coverage on tv so i'm looking forward to the great job that you and the team do in uh greyhawk for 
for two weeks and uh, I'll be, I'll be cheering, cheering all the teams on from the couch. Well, your commitment to the craft does not go unnoticed. <laughs> uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. My friend will be here before you know it. It is the ultimate game changer and my only piece of parental advice. No Let soccer practice. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. Let her cry it out. I give all kudos to my wife, Kate, that both times I was on the road. The first time with her oldest, she said she's felt like the worst parent in the world. Everyone's parenting's different. Not here to force anything on you. And then the second one with Chase, our youngest, just don't worry about it. We'll see you in the morning. But I have two boys that sleep 10 to 12 hours a night and have never, ever spent a night in our bed. Oh, that's that's huge. Oh, it you is. You should write a book about that. <laughs> it's it's and trust me, your better half and your bride your bride will run the show as great women do. Um, but it was just something we were on the same page. This is our bed, and you once they get over the crying it out, they sleep and they sleep and they sleep. And then it's great. Now they get up, they do their own thing, they get their milk, they'll turn on their cartoons. They'll watch whatever, and you enjoy it when they're six and eight. So that will be my parental advice for the first year. When you get to that point, let her cry it out, and you can thank me later. <laughs> Writing it down. Right, right below you. our pit. That is my baby gift to you. It's the gift that we'll keep <laughs> on giving. She'll never grow out of that, that. that onesie. Um, good times all around. This is the best month of the year in college golf. We appreciate you joining in, watching the shows as we gear up uh, the road to Greyhawk. It's here. We're fast and furious headed to Scottsdale in just a couple of weeks time, but we'll be back here again next week on college golf talk for Brentley. I'm Burko. We'll see you then. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.